We open to the sewers beneath Horizon City. Before us is a long corridor, several great ghost syndicate goons wielding a variety of weapons block the passage. At the far end stands Mirage, fists clenched, hood drawn over her head, outfit soaked. Her posture is ragged, tired, but entirely determined. A small speech bubble from her reads, So, who wants first dance? Our next panel shows her blinking to the nearest target and punching him in the jaw. We pull back to find this image is one of many projected on a large screen in an otherwise lightless room. Before the screen sits Chimera, reclined in his seat, hands folded. His speech bubble reads, Scatter gun, three o'clock. As Mirage continues to dispatch her adversaries, Chimera's attention turns to some of the other displays, particularly those set up in Horizon High. Tyler Cadence has called Madison Myers to the stage. Tate and Nathaniel are in the midst of their rooftop ritual. The Laserdisc Arena is still a wreck. But most outstanding are the trio of armed men moving through the basement corridor. They pass James Pepper and Greg Spears' secret base, running down the hall before turning a corner. And it's here they stop and back up as a figure approaches them from around the corner, obviously having been waiting for them. Our perspective shifts away from these screens and focuses on Chimera, now sitting forward. Hope you trained the kid well, Martin. What? asks Mirage, breathing heavily after leaving a trail of unconscious thugs in her wake. A quick throat jab drops the last in the hallway. Who's Martin? The following panel shows only the lower half of Chimera's face, and it's here, in the wrinkles, the gray stubble, the faded scar on his cheek, that we notice just how old he must be. With a click, the displays showcasing events taking place at Horizon High are shut off. Our final panel is black, with a single thought bubble trailing from off-panel. Do or die, kids. Let's see if you have what it takes. Right. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of secret assholes out there, and I don't want them to be, because I like the media they produce. See, that's why I'm a public asshole. People know what they're getting into. Oof, boy, I'm, I'm going to leave all of that alone. There's a lot of puns in there, but I'm just going to... Mm-hmm. Not today. <laughs> Not today, Stan. Not today. I just caught what you were saying. <laughs> Welcome to the joke. Danielle's here, everybody. Don't worry. Sorry, it takes me a minute to process things sometimes. <laughs> I don't think of their alternate meaning. It's weird that it's always a full minute, though. <laughs> I don't process things alternate meaning. It takes me like a solid 30 seconds, and I'm like, oh, I get what you mean. Yep, oh just God. like basic edition. How haven't you been hit by a car yet? I I can do it fast. <laughs> or a bus. <laughs> or a particularly hyperactive, like, fucking deer. Oh, oh boy. God.
two pa- two panels. One says freak, the other says out. Freak out. <laughs> yep. The freak I love you, say she. Freak out. Oh, wait, we have to cut that. I can't do that. That's uh, illegal. The police don't listen to our podcast. Who cares? How do you know? They just unfollowed us. Yeah, they just unfollowed us. <laughs> <laughs> police endorsed. Uh. Hello, Internet. Welcome to a Critically Accursed podcast where the plot's made up and the roles don't matter. I'm your host, Riley, Riley Morheim, and joining me today is the Riley Morheim Guild, a.k.a. the More Homies. Say hi, guys. Yo. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. I always love Alan's meager little tiny baby hi. How the fuck is everyone? Ugh, buddy. Mm -hmm. Buddy Buddy-o. Yep. Oh, buddy-o, buddy-o, buddy-o. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my week. Tell me a tale. Oh boy, I'd rather not. Oh, that that was it. Oh. No, that was okay. That was not enough time. Not, not enough time. Okay. okay. Oh, oh, here's one for you. Um, getting older. Okay. Is rough. Like, don't do it. Is this like a stand-up routine? Did you start stand-up? <laughs> so here's the thing about getting older. Are we a stand-up yeah. podcast now? We're a stand-up Mark Twain podcast now. I have never stood up during this podcast. Actually, yeah, that's what's new. We're a Mark Twain podcast now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Big time. At, as of March 27th, 2021, we are officially a Mark Twain podcast. Join the Discord for more Mark Twain podcast updates. Thanks, Danielle. That was really awkward silence right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping someone would follow up. <laughs> and I'm glad it was you. <laughs> yes, join the Discord. We're lonely. We need friends. Please. Don't leave me alone with them. <laughs> they won't stop making fun of me. You're damn right. You're damn right. It's because of the forked tongue, isn't it? Oh, man. So, uh, yeah. Um, before we hop back into it, because we kind of left off in the middle of some dramas, I think, if memory serves, which it may not. Let's uh, Let's ask a question just to touch base because we don't talk a lot you you guys and me (laughs) you know we're all busy people with busy lives doing busy important busy things who are you so who am i i don't know well that's 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 my question to you who are you oh um well today i'm gonna be a lot of people like a lot of different people like acid splash and lexi and tyler cadence and william wendell probably not natalie because fuck her but you know just the whole cast, really. Oh, except for Natalie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, except for Natalie, she'll never be seen or heard from again. Oh, <laughs> of course, it's Seth's uh, NPC. Forever alone. So, uh, let's see. Why don't we? Um, I don't. Know, why don't you guys tell me some? Uh, this has been a week. Tell me something interesting that happened this week that you were doing this week. Maybe a game that you played, a movie that you watched, TV show that you're into recently. You know, hit me up. Tell me what you're getting into these days. Whoever wants to start can do it. I'll just cut you off when I'm tired of you talking. It's not media I'm consuming because my life is my job right now. But I do have um, my first product that was entirely my devising and formulation hitting the market soon. Let's go, Seth. Yeah, that's dope. And not like B2B markets, but actual B2C. So this is a, this is a first for me. I'm proud of you. Great. Can you share what it is and where people can buy it? Uh, no one can buy it yet. Uh, like I said, it's, it's hitting markets soon. Well, this is releasing several months from now. That's so. true. That's true. Well, I'm not sure where they can buy it. 
We do a lot of formulating for other companies. But this is a water-solubilized CBD additive for food and drink. They exist. They're already out there. But this one is my formulation. It's all organic and natural and buzzwords. Oh, man, you are a big buzzword guy. Oh, there's so many buzzwords. Love it. But like, yeah, so it's not unique, but it is mine. And that feels good. Yeah, so if you're a fan of buzzwords, and if any of that sounds interesting to you, you should reach out to us. Get in touch with Seth whenever you're listening to this and figure out what's going on. Seth, we'll sell it for you. Oh, please don't. <laughs> We're going to. That's okay. <laughs> Do you guys want to sponsor us? Hmm? Yeah, you can sponsor hmm? us. We'll see what goes on with all this weed legalization that's hitting New York right now. That, that determines who has money in the coming months. It'd be funny if it was legalized by the time this came out. It fucking better be. You kidding me? <laughs> well, uh, that's certainly interesting. Does anyone else have anything interesting they would like to share going on in their lives these days? I does not compute. Interesting? Now? Meh. I guess like the only thing interesting coming up for me is going to be completely irrelevant by the time that this uh, this episode comes out. <laughs> Okay, well, here, Matt, let's frame it like this. What interesting has happened to you in the past? In the past? Um, yeah. Well, we, streaming friend of mine, well, good friend of mine, actually, just in life, but uh, streaming partner, essentially, we raised a bunch of money for charity, and we're hosting a big old community event next week in our Discord. And it's going to be really good. It's going to be 24 hours. We're going to have a bunch of events. It's going to be a good time. Clarifying, next week is not next week. Wow, how much? how much money did you raise there? I don't want to talk money. Are you sure? Because I feel like there's like a sudden flood of it at the end. That was kind of an achievement. There was. Okay, we ended up raising $5,000 for, for charity, for Connecticut Children's Hospital. So it was good. And it's still ongoing. So because it's going to be a year long thing. So keep an eye out for more charity streams and stuff like that, I guess. Yeah. 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 That That's an accomplishment, my dude. It is. It's really cool. It's super exciting. Matt, it's just so we can get it on air to the entire internet. Who are like, uh, where do you stream? How can people follow you and your friend and the discord that you're part of? Uh, discord is we play games. You can find the link in my bio on my Twitch channel. Me, Matt underscore, because somebody has me, Matt. They don't stream and I can't do anything about that. Um, God damn it. So I had to add an underscore like a pleb. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, I stream Pokemon with Space Pigeon Ari and it's it's running uh, through her charity, through Extra Life. So that's what we've been doing. If you're listening to a Critically Accursed podcast right now and you are unaware of these things, you should uh, totally throw down some follows, join the other Discord that's not Critically Discordant, <laughs> and join We Play Games and hang out with some cool people. We have time for one more interesting thing, but I somehow don't think anyone else has anything else to say. I passed one of my licensure tests and took one of my other ones to officially become a teacher in the state of Massachusetts. There yeah. you go. Congratulations, Alan. Uh, so, Alan, for all our uh, listeners in Massachusetts, you could potentially teach them things now? Legally. In in a public setting instead of in a back alley school. How fancy. Nice. Do you, have you taught? In a, wait, 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 wait. Have you taught in a back alley school? Honestly, it's my preference, considering the paperwork that's necessary to become an officially licensed teacher. Fuck, I love you. Ellie's are fun. That's amazing. I mean, you just work in a private school. You don't need any of that stupid stuff. My brother is doing it. And now I'm sad. It's okay, Seth. That just means nothing has changed. Anyways. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. 
Oh. God, that one was deep. <laughs> Sorry. That was good. That's just that, sad. Was, that, that was, was very good. good. Jesus. Man, Horizon High, Horizon, Teenage Superheroes, Halloween Dances, Actual Ghosts. Things are happening. Things are kicking off. And just to kind of a reminder, not only to you guys, but to people who are picking up this issue of Horizon, we uh, last left off with, I think the team thoroughly split up (laughs) yet again with uh, Tate Temple hanging out on a rooftop with uh, his spirit mentor nathaniel um reaching into the spirit world to check out some things when disaster struck pep is dancing in the gym with his official girlfriend lexi now question mark uh i don't <gasps> talk about it did okay did somebody ask someone something no about, no we oh, haven't no uh, we oh, haven't. i guess it's not oh. official yet i think okay. the last panel for me we ended on like the slow dance started and it was awkward, like super awkward. Oh, you guys are going totally future Facebook official. Whatever future that Facebook. is, yeah. Uh, future book. <laughs> future book. That's what it is. Uh, we named it in one of our issues, but I don't remember anymore. Also in the gym doing a little bit of the dancey dances is uh, Scott and his best buddy once again, William Wendell. <sighs> Hanging out, grinding on girls, <laughs> you know, as you do. Scott's a freak. Scott knows he's a freak, but tonight he is just a dude in a suit. You can't tell who he is. He's going to go all out. That that is true. I I can imagine that's very liberating for him in a lot of ways. So nice. Todd, I think you were hanging out with Robbie still. Yeah, we after getting in trouble and then getting that uh, warning from Mr. Splash, we went to go have some ice cream. Yeah, like the make your own Sunday machines or whatever. Yeah. And last but not least, nothing important was happening with Madison Myers. Pretty sure she was just off doing something totally not. Yeah, she totally like just got sang to by like her idol. Uh, And then something horrible happened. Then something horrible happens. Yes, yes. Uh, We're going to go into more detail because I think that's what I want to start today's issue with. Oh, goody. Yeah. Oh, goody. (laughs) I'm super excited. The beginning of today's issue, our first panel and series of panels showcase the gymnasium full of students in costume, dancing, having a good time. The most perceptive of readers can squint their eyes and make out Pep dancing with Lexi. They can also see the giant purple blob that is Scott dancing with the giant pumpkin that is William Wendell. And on stage is the pop star Tyler Cadence doing a live performance for a high school Halloween dance for some reason. It's not some reason. There was a reason. (laughs) There was a reason because it'd be really weird if there was absolutely no reason. So the following panels, we pull away from the gym through some of the hallways and we see more students engaging in various food displays, the uh, make-your-own-Sunday machine, the make-your-own-mixed-soda-drink machine. I think there was like a virtual reality arcade thing going on in the cafeteria or something like that. 
You might even catch a glimpse of actual ghosts floating through walls or something in some of these panels. As we move through the halls, we go deeper into the high school, um, away from the festivities of the Halloween dance. And quickly enough, the hallways are empty. The lockers decorated for Halloween by the students that own them and stuff, but not really a lot of people hanging around. Ultimately, we get drawn to Principal O'Shaughnessy's office, and it's during these setup panels we get maybe uh, speech bubbles or text from, um, I'm picturing Madison, just going back to what she's doing in the office, what she's saying, what she's thinking. Danielle, can you kind of pick up where we left off? Tell me what's going on. I just want the first panel when you're like outside the door is to just see a speech bubble that just says, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. So if it pans inside the room, we might be able to catch the uh, the end of Madison's freak out when she found out that the, uh, the principal's face was melted off by acid splash and found the uh, box that was singing. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, yeah, all that freak out stuff. She was fanning herself and stuff. Completely freaked out. So so that's kind of like where we ended. Hey, what's her face look like? My face? Oh, no, oh the expression. Face. Oh, okay. <laughs> Danielle. I'm like, <laughs> Whoa. I'm like, well, my eyes are like... <laughs> My hair is purple and my eyes are like, no, no, uh, she, she's like crying. She's trying to maybe hold it together on her facial expression, but her eyes are definitely like furiously watering because this is not what she planned for tonight at all. And if memory serves, she's wearing like an old costume of hers that doesn't maybe doesn't fit 100% correctly or something like that. Yeah, it was a jumpsuit that's now a romper. <laughs> Right. Yeah, she's wearing yes. a romper, but she still put back on her wings and um, halo. So she's in a really weird, like, amalgamation of her superhero costume and her angel costume. Because she's freaking out a lot. Is this, like, the most real situation she's ever been in? I think, yeah. Like, she she's a hero. She's been doing hero things. She's saved people from buses and... You know, had the uh, experience of almost getting really severely defeated with uh, Recharge. But I think this is the first time she's actually watched, like, the aftermath of a supervillain, like, murdering someone. I don't imagine she comes across that stuff often, especially when it's directed at her. Like, I did this here. Like, this is my calling card and it's meant for you. And I don't, this is definitely the most real she's ever had it. So that's why she's trying to like, like if she tries to keep her face kind of straight while she's like furiously crying, she's like, I'm a hero, but this is like a lot. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's kind of what was going on in my head too. So great. Is there anything else that you want to add at the moment, or do you want me to take over? I uh, had this picture of um, after the very initial freakout of this, her just thinking about how her grandpa would want to know exactly what happened and just like 
be crying as she's taking pictures of everything so that she can piece together it later. But she's like, oh god, uh, his face is burned off, but that's a calling card, and um, this might be a clue, but oh my god. Just like furiously taking pictures for whoever might need them and figure this out later. <laughs> I mean. Wonderful. This fan right. had his face burned off. I'm gonna take a bunch of pictures of it. Well, and I got to take a picture of the box. Straight to future Facebook. And the box, because the box was singing. And I mean, you know, the authorities might need this. My grandpa might need this. I might need this. And she's crying. So, Danielle, I don't know if you remember exactly how we ended your scene last time. But the box was laughing. And you had actually opened it. And inside was an earpiece. And once you put it in, you heard... A voice that maybe you only heard in, like, recordings in the past, never really in person um, or directly. And the voice had said, Trick or treat, Sky Valor. What's the follow-up? I think that it would be wise to, as she's taking pictures, leave a message for Andromeda on her watch phone and uh, just say, Um... Something's going on at the dance. As you're going for your watch phone, oh, you hear once you hear a follow up in your uh, in your ear hole <laughs> that says, "Well, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Calling for help is against the rules." What are the rules? Oh my God! And she's crying. Rules, Vala. Rules. Yes. Tell me. How do you feel about playing a game? Is this Saw? (laughs) No, but I did really like those movies. If you ask me when they reached Saw 15, well, that's when the series really started to go downhill. What do you want? What do I want? Well, there's a question for the ages. One your grandfather had spent many years trying to figure out. What I want, Sky Valor is to play a little bit of a game. Have a little bit of fun here on Hallow's Eve. Tell me you're a hero, right? Or is that all just costume? I'd like to say both. Is both an option? Both. Well, if you don't know, and I'm the one that (laughs) asked the question, I suppose we're just going to have to find out then, aren't we? What do you want me to do? Let the games begin, Valor. Pick a number. One, two, or three. Two? Perfect. Good choice. Now then, Valor, I'm going to ask you a question. Pay close attention. Lives are on the line. What do you think my favorite kind of music is? Uh. Go ahead. Take as long as you want. Wait long enough, and you'll find out. Talk, trick, treat, tick, talk. If I wait long enough, treat, tick, talk, trick, 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 treat, tick, talk. Okay, now is it in the rules that I can't leave the room? Oh, you can certainly leave. In fact, you'll want to. But if you call for help or 
The moment that binary crawls in through the system to try to shut me out, or if any of the students leave the high school well, let's just say a lot of people are going to get burned. So keep cool, play smart, and most importantly, Valor, have fun. You're the only player in my game. Don't let Grandpa down. Okay. So, um, out of character, I'm assuming that this is some sort of riddle that I need to solve. I mean, it's <laughs> not like a super... It's more like a question. Um, I don't really know uh, how much of a riddle riddle well, it is. Well, because he said, what's my favorite genre? If you wait long enough, you'll hear it. So I'm Something like... you can do that could help you out, especially since you're actually in character puzzling it out at this point, is uh, you could try piercing the mask. And that could potentially give you the answer that you're seeking. Okay. Um, especially since I think uh, a lot of the answers you get from Pierce the Mask, you've kind of asked him directly at this point. So if you want to roll 2d6 plus mundane, we can see how that goes for you. Five. Well, the answer is that goes very poorly. Uh, Madison Myers probably thinks it's a riddle. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you can mark potential. Oh, no. I level up, but, uh... Oh, you do level up! Hey, Danielle, congratulations! You fucked up so many times that you finally get better. If I live, then, uh, yeah, I level up. It's such a mean way of saying it, Chris. Well, I think you get it right when you get your fifth mark of potential. Uh, I mean, it can manifest naturally in the course of whatever. But you can trade in that potential now if you know what you want to get. Eye beams and super senses. So the advancement you're taking is unlock the remaining two powers of your suite. Yep. So Danielle, as a player, you know that Madison has asked she can do these things. Right. Now, Madison obviously doesn't just have an aha moment where she's like, oh, suddenly I can hear things better and shoot laser beams out of my eye. Yep. What that means for the drama and the fiction is you can have that come up naturally and be like, oh, now's a cool time for Madison to realize she can actually shoot lasers out of her eyes. Or something like that. I think the the super senses would come up better naturally, just because it's like, oh wait, I'm I'm gonna listen for this. Wait, why can I hear so much better now? <laughs> I, can, I can hear this really well. Yeah, however you want to uh, play it or frame it. However, returning to our comic book, oh, we gosh. have a solid panel of just like Madison standing there with like a whole bunch of question marks above her head and laughter coming from her earpiece. <laughs> Great. And I think at this point we can. Yeah, great, great. We can flip the page. And where we can jump to next is we jump back to the gym. And in the gym, uh, just kind of establish it. Seth, Matt, you want to just frame me a panel or two that shows what your characters are currently getting up to? Be descriptive, have fun. I don't care. Uh, Matt, I'll give you foreground on this one. And I'll take background. I think we, yeah, we ended with uh, Pep and Lexi slow dancing, so that's where we'll pick up again. Like, that three-quarter shot, them in their costumes. Pep with a speech bubble thinking, like, am I doing this now? Should I do this now? And then uh, the next panel can be the slow dance ending, and Pep is going to, like, lean in uh, for a kiss, and then the speech bubble coming from off from like off panel is the announcement for Maddie to be uh, taken or to come to the principal's office. And then Lexi's head whipping around and being like, what did she do wrong? 
and then the next panel can be them like or it could be Lexi dragging Pep out of the gymnasium into the hallway. So the the last panel can be Lexi dragging Pep out of the gym into the hallway and they like brush past a uh, giant purple man and then the next panel transitions into whatever Seth's doing in there. I kind of liked the idea actually of in the background of your panels um, like you're your thinking, you're slow dancing. In the background, there's just this large purple blob slow dancing. But like every panel, it's a different girl he's slow dancing with, despite the fact they're like 10 seconds apart. Oh, I like that a lot, actually. So we're going to flip the buddy cop where you were in the four panel, the last one. Now I am. <laughs> I like that. OK, yeah, yeah, that's better. We'll go with that. Yeah. And then like the, the call uh, goes out and like you probably see like, you know, a pumpkin trying to interrupt uh, the slow dance in the background of your panel, just pointing. Probably pointing at the announcement speech bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good framework. Cool. Yeah, I, I think once we establish all of that, we uh, pull back a little bit, focus more on the stage, or maybe even look out to the dancing crowd in the gymnasium from uh, behind Tyler Cadence. And again, astute readers can see your various positions in the crowd, Lexi dragging Pep over, try to get out of the gym, and uh, the uh, giant purple and orange blobs in the crowd. And it's at this point that Tyler's currently uh, wrapping up his current song, and it's um, building up to a very dramatic sort of conclusion. And the music's picking up, and he's like approaching the front of the stage. And when he hits that last notes and just like strikes this awesome pose and gets all the teenage girls in the crowd just screaming their heads off, pyrotechnics start going off in front of him. There's like smoke and uh, sparklers and stuff like that. And then he starts screaming. This horrendous, awful, ear-piercing scream as his hand as he's like holding his face in his hands and he just collapses to the ground shaking and there's like smoke or steam billowing off of him a lot of people towards the front near the stage begin coughing and gagging i need a reaction from pep and seth a reaction panel from the two of you yeah uh if everybody's yeah, if they're being like dragged out, I imagine that uh, Lexi kind of gets Pep to the doorway and then there will be, you know, the, the scream speech bubbles coming from kind of the bottom of the panel, like behind them. So the, the series of panels is probably like Pep, like wheeling around confusion on his face. Uh, he, he's definitely like taken off his actually, I don't know if he ever got back his mask for his costume, but he's definitely not wearing his mask currently. Uh, confusion on his face like scanning the crowd to see what happened and then probably the panel of like tyler cadence writhing around on the stage pep's just looking like horrified like what the hell is going on and the panel after that is probably him like releasing his like, like releasing lexi's hold on his wrist and then, like, pushing his way through the crowd. And she's in the background of that last panel, just also looking horrified. Horrified, confused, yeah. But I also think that, like, it looks like she's trying to follow you, too. Yeah, it's kind of that, like, hands kind of, like, hanging there. 
and they're just like that horrified and like confused and then like after pep gets like part way through the crowd she's still like she starts to like stumble after him to follow absolutely and seth what's scott's place in all of this so once again in the background um now with a new angle because pep's been moving around so you know the angle we're looking at him has changed you can still see that purple blob in the background in that first panel you'll see just very small speech bubble in the background saying crap we got to get you out of here next panel you see a pumpkin going flying through the air towards like the doors going outside as the purple blob is starting to charge towards the stage. Yeah, I threw him. Okay, great. Thanks for clarifying. (laughs) A speech bubble coming from the pumpkin that just says, no, as he's hurtling through the sky. Yeah, that's fine. Straight towards the, uh, gym doors going to the outside i was gonna say so there's probably like a top-down panel of uh like scott pushing his way through and pat pushing his way through like two parts of the crowd pat just being like nope excuse me hello nope what i gotta go come on come on come on move 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 and he's just like politely like pushing by people and i mentioned scott's just like Bulling his way through the crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just Grimace is just straight up knocking people over. There's probably a wake forming behind him. <laughs> yeah, and the crowds, a lot of them are trying to get out of here at this point. So you're definitely fighting against the crowd to get towards the stage. I think once we get to that point, we um, flip the page and jump back to Sky Valor. And I, I think in this panel, um, the question marks above her head are gone. But what we hear or what we see in a speech bubble coming from off panel is Tyler Cadence's screams now significantly more audible than maybe they ever would have been to Sky Valor coming from, you know, down the hall, around a few corners, maybe down a floor. And she she I believe she hears it perfectly. She knows that it's Tyler Cadence because she can tell his voice. She hears it that clearly and that he's in incredible agony exclamation point over her head and then like a concerned look as she heads toward that way (laughs) she's got a quest yeah and as she leaves the principal's office there's this chuckling in her ear followed by i believe that one was a good treat for me better luck next time valor but i'd be careful i think my treat may have spooked several of the students and i don't want them leaving I have to stop these people from leaving. <sighs> All right, I'll head toward the door, I guess. Upstairs. Yeah, uh, so you're going to head back towards the uh, gym then? Yeah. And as we get a few action shots of Sky Valor rushing to do whatever she can to keep up with Acid Splash's sick and twisted ploys. Let's jump to complete change of pace. <laughs> Let's see what Tate's up to. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> We jump up to Tate Temple, who last we left off was in a um, like an arcane circle, meditating with his buddy Nathaniel, trying to tap into the spirit world to sense and get some information about this incoming force that seems to be heading to the high school. And then something had gone wrong. And I think we ended his section with him hearing a now all too familiar voice saying something along the lines of I've found 
Ew. Sounds about right. And also there was like some flying rusted bird. Yeah, yeah, like a rusty phoenix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Off in the distance. And um, the, the lighting of the arcane circle had shifted and Nathaniel had said, well, that's not good. It's not good. And I figured out different colors for the power because I remember that the life energy that I normally see is greenish. The spirit stuff that I'm seeing now with his guidance is bluish. And there's that random red well that's an artifact below slash in the school. Um, So there's a giant rusted bird phoenix thing flying around coming for the school. And I don't know what to do about it. Uh, It's still some distance away at this point. You see Nathaniel, he seems to be concentrating. And what what's Tate doing? Does he say anything? I think he says basically that exactly. He's like, so what do we do about that? <laughs> and points <laughs> at the bird. Well, mate, we have a lot of problems right now. First of all, we're stuck here. Second of all, my connection to the real ghost in the school has been severed. Third of all, well, I heard the voice. I'm sure you did too. Was it somebody that you recognized? Ancient, evil, gravelly, describes a lot of people. I feel like, yeah, you're not wrong. There's only so many voices I feel <laughs> that can exist in this world. Poor Chris. Um, Stop. All right, so what do you think would make sense to do first? Would it be to go inside the school and sort of maybe evacuate everybody? Well, the first thing we gotta do is dispel the circle that we're stuck in which I can work on if you want to focus on and he just uh, without opening his eyes he kind of gestures around you and you can see these dark forms just picking themselves up off the floor or through the floor around the circle you're in and Tate in your head once you're seeing these they're they're as described they're shadows if you can think of shadows from like D&D that's basically what they look like for sure just dark ghosts I guess <laughs> and uh, in your head you hear everyone here will die alright well let's stop that from happening can he like step out of the circle because he's going to try to punch one of the shadows yeah, I, th- I think um, as you start moving around, as Tate starts exploring it, he, he feels, um, or we even see like a spark, just like shock him as he reaches out towards the circle. He and Nathaniel seem to be fairly well confined to this uh, space. All right, that's going to make it harder to do something. Well, he's just sort of figured out how to use his powers to see spiritual entities, but it is basically about absorbing vitality energy. So I'm wondering if he can try to just absorb the ghosts he thrusts his fists against the posts but still insists he can absorb the ghosts basically yes <laughs> we're gonna do this yeah ghostbuster style great so tate as you take a step back and realizing that you're probably not punching your way through this ma- mystical barrier you see uh, out of the corner of your eyes that yeah these shadows seem to have no problem with it and they seem to be approaching nathaniel oh then i should definitely go stand like right next to him And yeah, uh, that's what I would like to try to do is see if I can just absorb the ghosts. Sure, sure. So uh, yeah, as you approach Nathaniel and he's working on dispelling the circle. So is your end goal right now to make sure he's safe? 
Yeah, basically, I want to buy him time. Perfect. So, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing a tower defense game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What we're gonna do is I'm gonna have you roll to defend someone, which is two d six plus savior. Okay. Oh, that's not doesn't look good. Nope. Uh, that's a six total. Uh, yeah, that's no good. Ah. <laughs> sure. So at this point, yeah, you um go Tate goes to defend Nathaniel, who seems to be building up a lot of mystical energy to try to dispel the entrapment circle, and the shadows start flocking in uh, quicker than he expected, and they move in unexpected ways they can basically crawl along the floor so it's likely that while he's trying to defend and deflect and even just tap into his powers see what he can do against shades that he misses one and he uh hears this cry or this groan from nathaniel as uh glancing over there's this uh shadow just like plunging an arm into his shoulder and he seems to be struggling very hard to just work through the pain. But you can see him, like, naturally shivering. Like, it's extremely cold. Yeah, and we, we can't have that happening. So one of the things I think I want to do... I'm going to try to do the create burn um, so that I can use that moat power. But what I want to do... Well, first, uh, you get potential because you failed a roll. Yes. Secondly, just to establish... You get the impression that he probably can't hold on much longer if something else were mm. to happen. How was Tate feeling at this point? So he's already pretty angry and hopeless, but now he's probably feeling a bit afraid also because he is trying to protect someone and he doesn't know if he's good enough, which I guess could also be insecure if, if that makes more sense. Um, whichever you want to put down will mark a condition for it because things are getting heated up and very uh, stressful. I think ins- insecure, because he's had all of these people tell him that he's like pretty, like he can do things and he's trying to do things right now and he just messed up a little bit. So that's shaken his faith in himself a little bit. I want to use my powers to generate burn and create a moat to keep Great, um, good. Nathaniel's then safe. taking that condition helps you do this. Yes, it does, actually. generating burn is you're rolling 2d6 plus the number of conditions you have. And now so I have three. Before you roll, tell me what the charge up looks like. All right, so they're in this mystic circle, uh, kind of glowy. There are these shadows that are dark um, kind of things going around, like coming towards them. I want to say that the rest of the scenery is sort of gray it's not necessarily foggy, but it gives you that impression of sort of etherealness. And so when he starts to generate burn to use his powers, just as he does when he regularly engages his power, there's sort of like a distortion around him where the world darkens a little bit. He stays bright, but everything around him gets darker. And since he's surrounded by shadows, it stands out a lot. I see. Okay, awesome. So we'll figure out how that resolves in just a second because we're going to flip the page a little bit and jump over to Todd Tabor. Alex, what I would like you to do is set up a scene for me, set up some panels and stuff that uh, basically showcases because he's outside getting ice cream or he's outside of the gym getting ice cream. The, The ruckus that's being caused in the gym is going to create a bit of a commotion. So keeping that in mind... 
And Danielle, what I would also like to say is while Alex is describing these panels, if we can at some point just like insert you trying to go do, trying to go to the gym to do whatever you're going to do to keep playing Acid Splash's little twisted game. That's cool. So it's kind of like a joint scene between the two of you a little bit, if that makes sense. The scene will start off with uh, with a couple speech bubbles off from the side. Just a picture of the hallway. Be Todd and Robbie talking. You know, why do you always put on the colored sprinkles? The chocolate ones are better. I, I like the way they look. The colors taste fun to me. What, what do you mean taste colors? And then you hear this. Then the next panel scream as Todd gets cut off. The screaming and the commotion from the gym. Next panel, an ice cream sundae on the floor. Oh, the next panel, a second ice cream sundae on the floor. Following panel, Todd and Robbie just looking down at their sundaes. Pissed. <laughs> Super pissed. I guess Robbie will like look off uh, after, <laughs> after the remorse of losing the sundae, like glance behind him towards the uh, a source of the scream and then look back at Todd, just like wondering what's next. Todd will straighten his cap. Fix up his uh, Luigi gloves. Look at Robbie and say, Sounds like a time for a hero. Come on, sidekick. And the two of you begin moving. Danielle, what's Sky Valor up to in this sort of framework? What's she doing? Where is she going? Paint me a couple of panels, please. Well, I figured she was kind of running down the hall, like towards the gym and stuff. And if Todd and Robbie are going to be there, um, I imagine she probably passes by them. And then uh, maybe she overhears that this is a time for a hero. A hundred percent. And then she's like, guys, if you want to help, um, I need some help. <laughs> I can use some heroes helping hero things. And then just like keeping going that way, I guess. Robbie looks at Todd. Who the hell was that? I, that was either Sky Valor or someone dressed up as Sky Valor. <laughs> I can't tell. It's Halloween. Uh, either way, uh, let's go kick some ass. Do we follow her or do we go to the gym? I was going to the gym. And he like cracks his knuckle and then just goes, ow. <laughs> oh, you're going to the yeah, gym. Yeah, okay. I was checking out Tyler Cadence's screams. We go to the gym. Robbie nods. And the, the two of you make off uh, following Sky Valor through the fleeing crowd. And uh, at that point... We realize it's not actually Sky Valor. It is someone dressed as her. It is someone dressed as her. At that point, I realized, wait, people are trying to leave and then I go the other way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, at that point, we kind of have most of the cast around the gym. Whoever wants to take the wheel and tell me what they're trying to do, what they're trying to go. Let's hear from Matt, then Seth, and then we'll circle back around to Danielle and Alex. Yeah, I don't know which one of us reaches the stage first, but uh, I assume that pep and scott reach the stage at the same time and there's kind of like a panned out panel to like the the crowd like going into complete chaos while teachers try to like corral the students and stuff like that pep and scott like leaping onto the stage at the same time and like landing on either like corner basically from the different angles they were coming at and then they just kind of like look at each other and then look at tyler oh yeah he's just on the ground, writhing, as you said, in pain. You can see that his uh, clothing is just burnt off, essentially. Like, the the front side of his clothing is just burnt off, and you smell this 
awful, terrible, chemical, melted skin smell. There's probably a speech bubble. It's like, don't puke, don't puke, don't puke. Scott is not one to stop and stare. No, yeah. So Scott will be charging right into this fog, which, not a stupid guy, pretty sure this is acid, charging right into the acid fog, grabbing Tyler Cadence and continuing to run off the stage, even if it means going right past or through recharge. If you uh, guys want to save Tyler Cadence from the uh, lingering effects of a potentially acidy fog that's on the stage, uh, you can certainly do so. Scott's taking the lead. Scott, if you want to make me a roll to defend someone. And that is Savior. Yeah, that is Savior. Okay. So just to cl- just to clarify, there's like a thick cloud of like something on the stage. I think it's settling. Okay. Um, like may- maybe it's naturally heavier than air, but like Tyler's on the ground just is rolling the, around. Is in the it. stage like eroding and stuff like that? Is it becoming unstable? Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think we could definitely see that like the stage is definitely like breaking apart and not becoming solid. I got a twelve. <laughs> not being solid. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that does uh, everything, I think. <laughs> uh, on a hit, you keep them safe and choose one from uh, the uh, list of defend someone. Uh, I don't have any conditions on me at the moment. I'm not really acting in a team function right now. Honestly, I'm, I'm doing this completely solo. I don't even know that that student across the stage from me has any kind of powers. So, sure, I'll take influence over Thailand Cadence. Yeah, why not, right? Right. And uh, in doing this, yeah, I mean, I imagine that Seraph's grimace costume is just melted off of him as he's running through this cloud, grabbing Tyler and continuing to sprint across the crumbling stage. Oh, God, just like that purple, like, foam fur melting off your body has got to be super gross looking. Oh, God, it probably looks like gooey and drippy and, like, crisply burningness. Yeah, have you ever seen acid eat through clothing before? No, I was going like to say. Like life? I was going to say, though, it probably looks like the defunct, like, animatronics from Disney. It, so I've, I did this in a lab before. It's, it's amazing because it melts and burns something at the same time. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it's the coolest looking thing, watching a strong acid melt synthetics. <laughs> That's pretty dope. I should have just let Seth be acid splash. <laughs> I mean... So we get that really nice panel of him, like, emerging from the stage with Tyler in his hands. And, yeah, Tyler's, like, his skin, like, you can feel it. If you press into it, you would, like, actually just start ripping off parts of his skin. It's that bad. It's badly burnt. Like, he's in a rough shape. I mean, I can imagine that probably at this point there's this one panel where we see he's just conscious enough to see a little bit of who you really are as your costume melts off. Mechanically, because you have influence over him, he knows it's you. Um, but he passes out shortly thereafter just from the pain. And uh, emerging through this running past Pepper, Scott, who I guess is much more of a seraph at this point in time with, you know, this purple costume burning and dripping off of his body, will, you know, look at Pepper and just say, what are you doing? Get out of here. That's acid. And just try and run through the crowd towards the showers. So you look like you look like seraph now. So what Pep has seen before. Well, right. Because I don't have a costume. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My costume is literally just me taking my clothes off. Yeah. uh, (laughs) So Pep then will like get like wide eyed as like Seraph emerges out of this like acidic fog 
and there'll be a speech bubble that says, oh, we're doing this. As Seraph is like coming out of the fog and like, what are you doing? Get off the stage. Pep is like quickly turning and running toward the doors. Because if this guy's like full head of steam, Pep's going to open every door so it doesn't slow him down at all. So he'll probably be like, he'll probably rush to the gym doors that are like close by where Tyler Cadence came out of. I'm assuming that it like leads back into like the locker room where he got changed or whatever. Pep seeing Seraph headed toward the showers, he's going to like bolt to those doors and just like kick them open and make sure that uh, they're not in his way. I, I think that's fine. I think the crowd poses enough of a problem where like, uh, actually, the damage has been done. Tyler's pretty fucked over. Uh, you can definitely do that. <laughs> I'm just going to say that uh, we, we see exactly what you just described and you definitely help clear a path and get Scott and uh, the burnt up remains of Tyler Cadence a clear path to the showers. I'm support now. <laughs> and a- as we uh, kind of pull back and flip the panel around a little bit, I think it's at this point we see Sky Valor just about to enter the gym and... Um, I could very easily see her noticing Melty Grimace carrying uh, a burnt and passed out Tyler Cadence off into the showers. Yep. And Pep seems to be helping him. Melty Grimace. And I feel like once she sees this, that like that is taken care of, then her mind just kind of shifts to, I got to keep these people here. Oh, good. Pep's on it. <laughs> <laughs> And I think as your mind shifts to that, Todd, uh, what are you and Robbie doing at that point? Well, we're kicking in the doors to the gym, looking for the looking for trouble. Sure. And I, I think as you do that, um, Sky Valor's probably because you were following her, essentially. She's probably standing right nearby and you're taking in the same slate she is. But you just see a crowd in chaos and some adults trying to get a handle on the situation. Um, you don't see any giant villains or anything really to lay punches down into. It's just a uh, mess of frightened teenagers. So what I say out loud mostly is just, okay, Tyler's taken care of. Um, There's nothing else here. We got to make sure people stay in the school. Or like, I got to make sure people stay in the school. Seraph, at this point, as he's running into the showers, you know, Sky coming into this uh, gymnasium, Seraph will sc- just be screaming out, getting the big booming angel lungs going. Sky Valor. Ow, that was loud. Showers, quick. Uh, Sky Valor, meet me in the locker room. Valor, um, another thing you notice is uh, this place smells terrible. Like just the the manufactured chemical smell and the smell of melted flesh in here is almost overpowering to you. Like it it almost burns your insides um, as you breathe. From um, your earpiece, you hear, well, now... I suppose we'll see if he lives, but did I tell you about the bomb in the basement? No. <laughs> yes, Valor. You remember, we're playing three trick-or-treats tonight. Okay. I suggest you find help to keep people inside for the festivities before you start playing bobbing for bombs. So, uh, before... Sky can follow Seraph's booming voice. Uh, all Robbie and Todd see is um, Sky with this earpiece in, hearing something, going, no! 
And then just like kind of throwing a little mini tantrum. Like, I have to deal with this now too? Oh, God. And then she just turns to them and said, can you keep people in the school? Uh, it's kind of dangerous. Should we get the Okay, out? great. Keep them in the school. And then she runs. What? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll explain later. Need to save Tyler Cadence. Todd, I'm confused. What? I'm going to tell him to whip out his phone. He's going to text Tate. There's some weird shit happening down here. <laughs> I think Sky Valor's drunk again. <laughs> I think because Tate's in the spirit realm, it doesn't even deliver to his phone. <laughs> uh, that's weird. The subject you were trying to reach is not in this world right now. <laughs> Please try again later. And then Robbie looks at you, Todd. He like looks, he's confused already because of everything that's going on. And then he looks a little bit more confused as he's looking at something behind you. And he begins to say, wait, isn't that? And then you hear a loud crash of glass from behind you. Yeah, Todd will turn around and see what the fuck just happened. Sure, we flip the page and joke's on us. It's still on Todd Tabor. <laughs> as uh, Todd, as you turn around, you have just enough time to uh, notice that there's this tall, lanky bastard being hurtled or being tossed through the air and on a crash collision course with you and Robbie. Get down! I tackle Robbie to the ground. Roll me a defend. 2d6 plus savior. This should go bad. Oh no, Robbie! Hey, look at that. Seven. So on a seven with defending someone, it costs you. You either expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. I'm seeing it as uh, he's able to get Robbie down, but he's not able to get down himself. So maybe instead of tackling, he pushes Robbie to the ground. And gets nailed by, I'm guessing, Seth being thrown through the window. Yeah, Seth, a.k.a. Python, basically rubber bands around you, Todd, as you shove Robbie to the ground, knocking both you and Python, you know, back a bit. Maybe you hit a wall. You probably collide with some other people, too. You're obviously on the ground, and he he doesn't seem to be responsive, Python. Like, he's just dead weight around you. And you hear this awful, like, screeching, Coming from the open window as you see the shadow before you see the thing. But it's this grotesque bird-like monstrosity. Like a, a deformed raven person charging through the open window, going straight at you with this razor-sharp beak and talons, clearly in fight mode. And it's uh, barely um, is able... You're barely able to make out... It seeming to say something along the lines of, Help me! What? Coming right for you. Oh, I pull out my shotgun then. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> Mark Todd DeVore shotgun. <laughs> well, they're coming right for us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what, do, what do you want to do? If this thing looks like it's just <laughs> running after me, I'm going to try and uh, untangle myself from... Uh, python and uh we're this thing where people aren't okay and how are you doing that just trying to throw off python from you oh yeah this i have no affiliation with this guy kick him off me and just get up and try and start running while waving my arms being like come here bird brain yeah yeah, yeah. how does uh provoking someone sound to you for or catch all from this yeah sounds good to me cool that's 2d6 plus superior a 
That is an 11. Cool. On an 11, uh, they rise to the bait and do what you want. Please tell me what that looks like, start to finish. It'll just be uh, Todd laying down first, like, with Python on him. He's going to push him off, not, like, gently, because he's too concerned about what's going on. And seeing that it's just running for him, he'll look around and see all these, like, innocents around him. Just be that moment of, shit. And he'll start, like, waving his arms, go, come here, bird brain. It's a, it's a Luigi time. And just it's bolt off in the other direction towards the empty laser disc, uh, Jim. Cool, yeah. And uh, we see that the uh, grotesque bird-like creature definitely just follows and turns its attention to you. And it caws once again. You think it might be trying to talk again, but this time it just doesn't work at all. And uh, you bolt to the laser disc arena. And as you enter, we flip the page and jump over to... Tate, last time we saw you, you were charging up. Yes, I was. Uh, rolling out some burn, are we? Yeah, if if that's okay. I'll give it I a think go. that's okay. Let's see what you got. So that is a 10 total, because I have a plus three now. Cool, yeah. Then you, uh, you hold three burn as you're charging up. Yeah, and then I'd like to spend one of that burn immediately to create a barrier. So a moat that'll hold back threats as long as I pay attention. So sort of like we are inside of a mystic circle, you'll see sort of like from me, another circle is going to start expanding until it just covers me and Nathaniel within the circle. I think that's fine. And I think what you're going to find, Tate, is as you're doing this, as you're tapping into this newfound use of your powers, you find heavy resistance. It's almost like the, the powers you're using don't like to be used here, don't like manifesting here. And there's something wonky perhaps going on with the the arcane circle around you that makes this difficult. What this means is if you spend an additional burn, it it takes more energy to do, basically. Oh, that's totally reasonable. I think it's fair. I have three. I succeeded. I can spend another one. Exactly. Exactly. Since you succeeded, what do you think happens to the shadows? Do they get pushed out? Do they just like dissipate? So I, I think it's more of like them getting pushed away. That dark warping appeared around me, and I want to just say that like it just slowly expands. It's a different kind of dark compared to the shadows, so it's just they can't push through it. But I feel like they're slowly like, since they were coming at, at all angles anyway, I just made it a sphere surrounding me and Nathaniel, who I'm standing right next to. And so it's like hard to see our figures through the shadows. Yeah, and uh, you do that essentially freeing up Nathaniel, who was attacked um just recently and he um he just mutters all right that's good a little bit longer sorry concentration's kind of bonked right now keep it up tate and uh he he goes back to full-on meditating this time turning all of his attention into um he, he starts chanting a little bit and you see that he his aura starts to shift too it's this kind of vibrance um actually it's kind of a pale yellow i think not necessarily vibrant in any capacity. It's more dulled or muted. But yellow, perhaps it could be golden, but not today. And <laughs> as you're uh, holding out this energy and protecting you and Nathaniel and listening to him chance, it takes you a moment or two to notice it. But the voice you heard before is speaking again. And so you're not sure how much time passes exactly before you make out. It says... There's only so much you can do. 
the page and we see a few panels showing the haunted house behind horizon high if memory serves the last time we saw this uh, mary had followed chadworth <laughs> into the haunted house and in our last issue sky temple not to be confused with sky valor thanks alan sky temple gave gave tate a call saying that mary was up to some shady stuff and that she was going to go resolve it, essentially. So what we see now is kind of a cutback to Mary following Chadworth into the haunted house. And then Sky Temple hanging up her phone, um, or putting away her phone, or getting done with the call with Tate and going in after him. Or after Mary. Cut ahead a little bit. We find a few panels showing maybe Mary talking to Chadworth and his uh, goon squad in... Um, one of those mirror rooms with tons of mirrors. In several of these panels, we see some of the actual ghosts like poking their heads through surfaces and walls and just being silly and goofy. The, the big panel we come to is Sky approaching this group and calling out Mary, saying like, Hey, this isn't cool. I thought you were dating my brother. I thought we were friends. What are you doing? And Mary beginning to play it off just by laughing and telling Sky Temple, don't take it too seriously, honey. I don't think anyone is really friends these days, especially not with me. No hard feelings. And then the room darkens, and the ghosts start to shift, their eyes steadily becoming red, the mirrors steadily becoming a little bit more warped. The cast we see in this panel don't seem to notice the subtle shifting around them at first but Tate you see this this vision is presented to you you are so mean to me (laughs) the follow up is submit to me I will take What's I came for? Give in. She'll live for now. So I want to say that, like, as this was going on, so Tate had, like, a decently sized barrier that was the same size as the Mystic Circle. But as soon as this happens, you see it shrinking around him and Nathaniel. And after the flashback with that final message, he's sort of standing right behind Nathaniel and the circle is kind of just around the two of them at that point. Like it's still keeping back everything, but he's obviously a little distracted. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) But something the scary voice in his head said kind of stuck with him. It's like there's only so much that you can do or something along those lines. And I think he's going to hone in on that sentiment and say there is only so much that I can do. And it's this. So he's just gonna... You'll see like a small speech bubble, but it's just gonna say no. Then watch them 
And we flip the page. Seth, what's going on with your guy? <laughs> with you. What's going on with Scott and burns up Cadence and Pep? You know, with my guy? My dude? <laughs> yeah, What's dude. up with my dude? Yeah, um, Seraph is charging into these showers, throwing on the cold water, and continuing to call for Sky. Probably just holding, you know, Tyler Cadence there, you know, out in his arms under the cold water. Sure, sure. Yeah, and like I said, he's passed out. He's just dead weight at this point. He still looks completely nasty, probably even nastier with your costume melted all over him now, too. <laughs> oh, it's all purple and fuzzy. It's it, it, You two are disgusting. Gross mess right now. I could see, like, you know, uh, Scott in the shower as well. Just the cold water slowly oozing his costume off of him. Big, shiny, golden, bald head, eyes blinking in the water. Some probably looking a little irritated about this. <laughs> in the background, can I add to the background of that? Mm-hmm. is uh pep sliding across like the the like shower floors with like a bunch of towels in hand oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah just like in the background and then like a small little speech bubble that just goes whoa that's a lot of eyes <laughs> and then we uh look over to the next panel it's the exact same one you described matt except standing behind you with a towel or two is lexi who's just saying you're not wrong no. <laughs> I guess, I guess Pep getting startled. Say, like, whoa, where did you come from? I was following you. Come on. She like grabs some of the towels from you to go help. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Th- th- this is this is boys locker room. She pauses just briefly before <laughs> actually she she pauses very briefly, looks back at you, and uh with like a soft smile that she's obviously trying to force because all of this is really fucked up um with a soft smile she just says call me a rebel i guess besides it's nothing i haven't seen before and she gives you a wink and she'll uh, go bring the towels over to seraph and tyler well cold shower's nice <laughs> perfect um yeah i was gonna add uh like they show up a bunch of towels and then pep just goes oh wait 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 first aid kit in the coach's office. You go get it. I think you're faster than I am. Whoa. <laughs> What's that mean? Whoa, I have superpowers. Um, <laughs> she don't know that yet, I think. Um, or does she? No, there's no way. Yeah, so then Pep's going to run off and break into the coach's office to get, like, the big old first aid kit. And I assume, like, I don't know, at least, like, in mine, they had, like, a very sizable first aid kit, like, in my high school for, like, all the, like, sports and stuff like that. Yeah, at Pep, as you peel away from uh, the scene with Lexi and Scott and burnt up Cadence and you're making your way down to the coach's office, you uh, you get a buzz in your phone. I don't know if you're even paying attention to it. Uh, He's got the, yeah, he probably has the, the uh, lenses. Okay, cool. Then, uh, yeah, uh, text just kind of comes up. And if you want to accept it or cast it into your vision or however future contacts work, it's a message from Greg. And it just says, things are kicking off. You need to get to the base. Now I have something for you. Um, oh, is it an emergency? I'm currently, hold on. Yeah, the text will probably say, is it an emergency? I'm in the middle of something. The response is, finish up what you're doing. There's a lot going on, probably more than you know. 
we need a hero maybe more than one uh then pep is going to uh hero sprint he's going to use his actual like super speed to get to the coach's office uh which i imagine is close to the like locker rooms and gymnasium i i can't imagine that it's like the other side of the school it's probably just like one door down but yeah he's going to quickly move if the door is locked he's going to break the lock because he's a very strong person and open the door and then rush the first aid kit back to the locker room, slide it in to the showers, and then <laughs> yell, I have to go, Robbie's hurt, and then take off. Lexi picks up the first aid kit and just looks at the disgusting mess that is Scott right now. I don't know if we've met, but my name is Lexi. <laughs> and she just like eagerly starts like trying to figure out what to do in this situation to help Tyler. <laughs> At this point, is it a good time for Maddie to run in? Yeah, you were heading to the the boys' locker room too. Well, that's where Seth. Uh, well, Scott's voice yes. was. Then panel of Pep and Madison crossing paths in the hallway. Is Pep going super fast? Uh Pep is sprinting. Yeah. Okay, not super fast. Just sprinting. Not incriminatingly fast. Realistically fast. I would go with no, because he is still very careful about, you know. Yeah, yeah, anybody right, right. He knows by. he's not. So, yeah. Yes. He, he's okay. just sprinting. Probably, it's probably like an impressive sprint for a normal person. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Probably be like, well, Pep's pretty fast. Like, that kind of deal. And uh, then the panel of the two of you crossing paths in the hallway outside the boys' locker room. All right. So then I go in, and after running, she puts um her arms on her, like, uh, you know, like when she when you're panting and you just kind of like bend over and put your hands on like your knees and she goes over to like the showers and she's like trying to catch her breath, like uh, like talking, directing it at uh, Scott. But also like if Lexi is there, like she's just going to be like, bad guy, keep people here or else <laughs> bomb basement, keep people here or else. OK. All right, we got to keep people here. Madison. Scott. Lexi. I'll just step over. <laughs> she steps to the side. I think you just said the building's going to explode. If people leave, then the bomb's going to go off. That's not how bombs work, but that's okay. I'm sure that you have some reason that you think that's what's going to happen, but you need to get Tyler to the hospital. Um, I don't think that that's the biggest issue here right now. There is a... Villain oh, yes, in no, my tell ear telling me if people me, leave, leave then, happen, then the bad things are going to happen and probably this place is going to explode with whoever else is in here. In your, Are you wearing an earpiece? Yep, I have to. That is how the bad guy is communicating. Oh, it is acid splash, by the way. tell the freak that I say Look, Madison, hello. William knows his stuff, and I think he does. You're the fastest flyer in the school, Yeah. Probably. Except for Flyboy, but everyone seems to forget about him. Tyler will die if you don't oh, get yes. him to a hospital. We'll he is already Bible. in shock. I'll just blow everyone else up. More fun Pass me. me your earpiece. I don't know if that was in the rules. Sky, I... I'm not asking. Well, now, this freak's particularly demanding. What, does he think he's your father? That he has the liberty to tell you what to do. Tell me, Valor, what sort of hero are you? How many people have to die tonight? 
There's still too more tricks up my sleeve. Should you be wasting your time on Tyler Cadence? Or even on this disgusting fellow? Scott, is there any way we could find, like, the school nurse or something? Like, a lot more people are gonna die. Madison. Sky. Do you want Tyler's death on your hands? Do I want everybody else's death on my hands? You are the one who can save him. There are other heroes here. Yes, that's it. Go on. Leave. See what happens. My bomb finger's getting itchy. Yeah, not, not a good idea. If somebody else can go, well, I don't know if they can leave, but... Tick tock. Trick treat. Let's get this settled first and then we can take anybody that needs to to the hospital. We can't let other people die. So you're going to save this one life and kill everybody else. Doom everybody else here. This is a lot of talking, Valor. And when I get bored, people tend to die. All right, he's going to kill more. We got to go. We got to keep people here. Sky, heroes don't do math when it comes to saving lives. Scott... Would you just help me? Maddie, if you don't take him, I'm going to. And I'm a lot slower than you are. And you could have saved him. There's a bomb in the basement, Seraph. Then I will go to the basement and you can save the pop star. Basements. You're gonna... All this concern about the basements. What a pity the one locked up in the chemistry class then. The chemistry class? Who now? Oh, did I let the cats out of the bag? <laughs> Scott! Who dies, Valor? Make your choice, because I tire of waiting. Scott, there's a lot of more lives at stake, and by the time you got to the basement and I leave, you're going to be exploded first. Because you'll be right there. So you'll die first. And then everybody else Maddie. here. And I'm not having that on my hands. Talk, trick, treat. Maddie, I'm explosion-proof. You're not the only one tough. You're not the only tough one around. Oh, you good are the for only you! So you're going to have survivor's guilt when everybody else in the school dies. Congrats! I'm going to keep people. Okay, here. I don't have time for this. Me I'm either. I'm running to the hospital. I charge through a wall. Fucking light it up. <laughs> no roll required. You can just do it. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I just start barreling through walls to get this kid out of the building. You do so. Crash your way out of the panel, and uh, I think after you do so, we get a panel of just like Lexi. With just, uh, she has so many towels in her hand and like an open bed kit. She's just like juggling like bandages and stuff. And she's just awkwardly looking at uh, you, Maddie. Scott's going to get everybody killed. Well, that seems to be the least of your problems. Um, S Splish, I think the whole like getting everybody killed is probably one of the biggest problems right now because like. That's... Seems like your biggest problem is all the standing around and talking that you're doing. So much indecision for someone who claims to be a hero. Or are you just a scared little girl? Your grandfather was a much better hero than you'll ever be. So far, you're no fun to play with at all. Guess what? Acid Splash is a adult. He has influence over you by default. <sighs> He's shifting your label and telling you you're no hero. You can reject his influence or you can just roll with it. I'll take it. He'll take it. I do That's not. Awesome. I do okay. not need another condition. I don't need another condition. So you're going to lower your savior 
and increase uh we'll just increase your mundane which if my notes are correct that should put you at a savior plus two and a mundane plus one that would have helped me earlier a little bit how does she like react to that statement what do we see in the panel where he's just like you're no hero you're not even living up to your grandfather's name i i feel like she just kind of appears uh like kind of taken aback by that i mean maybe he's right maybe i'm a more of a student than a hero and i'm trying to do the right thing but it it probably ends in a lot of confusion but also like it's visually affecting her and everything seraph did pretty much just tell you that you were not a hero as well so this is a compounded message yeah well screw you scott like she cares more about what the villain says oh reflect on that reflect on those words she cares more about what the villain says He's an adult. Uh, yeah, you don't have influence over her. No. So. Yeah. <laughs> it can be true, all. yeah. Though she could give you influence over her freely. You can do that to anyone. Yeah, well, I'm not going to do that now because literally he said that Tyler Cadence's life is who she really cares about, but is worth more than if everybody else in the school dies. And that's what she heard. So she's like, no. Yeah. Great. So uh, I think the panel that shows her just like dejected and confused and probably hurt and uh, like we even see like Lexi take a like an awkward step towards her because it looks I, I think it's very evident that Sky Valor is very stressed out right now. Yep. We turn the page once more. Why don't we when we flip the page, just give me the last panels showing where everyone's at currently as of the end of your scenes. And why don't we start with Alex? Because he doesn't get a lot of chances to play these days, I guess. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> no, it's fine. I've got my own thing. They've, they've got all this emotional drama going on. I just have a big bird monster who wants to eat me. Yeah, yeah. You're in a direct one-on-one conflict. <laughs> so uh, let's start with Alex. Alex, tell me what's the last panel for Todd Tabor today? Uh, I'm imagining it, it's uh, maybe broken to three pieces. So Todd running through the hall with the shadow behind him, him bursting through the, the doors, then him in the middle of the gym turning to face the creature, taking off the hat. Taking off the Luigi hat? Yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah, the, the bird creature enters the room just with another like very large, bold text. Scraw! <laughs> Let's jump back over to uh, Alan. I believe Alan just made a, a choice that oh, might yeah. have severe consequences in the very near future. Oh, you know it will. Yeah. So can you just reaffirm that? What are we seeing? I want to say that, like, use it's the same sort of continuation shot from last time where it's like, then die, but like it's zooming out and you just see all of these shadows pouring in to cover him and Nathaniel to the point where, like, it's almost a completely black page. And then I would, I'd love it if it cut back to the, the haunted house, but I don't know what's going to happen in there. So. Great, great. Uh, just for my clarity, to, to make sure I'm not uh, out of my mind, the choice you made was to resist, right? You're not giving yes. in? Okay, yeah, I, great. I'm not giving in. He knows that other people are here, and he knows that his sister went after Mary. He is hoping that as long as he keeps Nathaniel safe and they take care of this issue, they might still be able to make it in time. But if if they can't make it in time, he's just hopeful that other people, like maybe Todd... Um, or Mary will be able to do something. Yeah, and I do think the next panel 
we do flash back to that scene at the haunted house with them standing in the, the room of mirrors. Uh, Mary talking to Sky Temple in the background, Chadworth and his goons just like listening and reacting um, to Mary basically talking down to Sky Temple. The, but this time the panel's definitely a lot darker and the mirrors all crack. There's just this one jagged crack going down the middle of each of them. And we probably get a follow up panel of just everyone in the room. No speech bubbles, just like looking around wide eyed as these shadowed like ghouls begin twisting through the cracks in the mirror. Next panel, Seth? Simple, probably two panels. One, just a view of the outside of the school. Probably a lot of chaotic noises happening around it. The next, Scott just Kool-Aid manning his way through the wall, shoulder checking, <laughs> half naked, Tyler Cadence covered in burns and scars in his arms, and then just bounding through the streets into the night. Awesome. Yeah. And I think in that panel, we probably see Horizon High like in the background. And then in the skyline above it, just this little glint that's almost rust colored moving in towards the high school. Danielle, what's your panel look like? She's, I don't know. Uh, she'd probably be <laughs> trying to like convince him to stay. Be like, no, don't, 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 oh God. Oh, don't like, like glad you're getting help. But at the same time, now I have to deal with an escalated situation. Thanks. And continuous laughter coming from the earpiece you have. Yeah. Yeah. And Lexi in the background somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Uh, and then she just like puts her hand over her face and she's just like, I have no control here over anything. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. This is. The laughter intensifies. And there's. There's a, an important thing that happens and you need to fix it and uh, you have to deal with a thousand idiots that you just can't fucking control. Amazing. Sky Valor's having a complete and total mental breakdown. <laughs> 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 Maybe I went too hard trying to break a hero. Whoops. I mean, it fits. Yeah, I think it fits. I think last but not least, we have uh, Mimat with Pep. It'll be probably a succession of like panels, like just as Pep starts to realize that there's nobody around, uh, just like small little panels up at the top of the page, like his feet, like clacking on the like floors of the, the school, go, getting faster and faster uh, as he makes his way toward the base. Probably a scene of him like running down the stairs being like, this better be good. This better be good. Um, <laughs> and then finally, like him sliding into the, uh, I imagine he slides into everywhere, yeah. uh, him sliding, uh, into the base to see. Yeah, sure. He slides into the base and the uh, last panel we see is the secret base, but everything's clean. There's no bags of chips or energy, empty energy drink cans lying around. It's spotless the in a like a work table in the middle of the room is a uh helmet and a suit similar to the one recharge was wearing before but the the colors difference the the details are different it, it looks brand new and standing behind the workbench is just 
Greg, his hair is a mess. It looks like he hasn't slept in an incredibly long time. And behind him still, computer monitors showcasing the various chaos going on around Horizon High. And Greg just looking up and saying, as Recharge slides in, I am taking this seriously. Then the last panel will be uh, Recharge nodding and say, then let's fucking do this. With that, before we close out, one last panel or small series of panels, depending on how long. One more thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A follow up panel showcasing going back in time a little bit to the uh, initial chaos when Tyler Cadence was uh, acid splashed. The uh, gymnasium erupts. We, We can see Pep and Scott going off in their various directions and... What we focus on for a moment is Natalie Small, dressed as a mummy sitting on the bench. She looks up at the chaos, afraid as anyone would be. She joins the crowd and tries getting out. And as she's trying to leave, she's holding up her phone and like looking at it and typing out a text. Um, she gets pushed and shoved with the crowd. She gets into the hallway um, and she breaks off for a moment down a hall, you know, a safe distance away from the gym somewhere she feels a little secure and out of the way. We see a close-up of her phone. She had been messaging Greg all night. Hey, where are you? I'm at the dance. Why aren't you texting me back? Where are you? She pulls back from that, and she scrolls, and she gets to a message last sent from Scott. I think it just said sup from a few days ago. And she pulls that up, and she says, I don't know what's going on. Is everything okay? But before she hits send, a shadow looms over her. And a voice, a speech bubble, comes out that says, Oh yes, you'll do. I do need a captive this evening after all. Tell me, how do you feel about being the treat to my trick? Natalie, no! I abandoned you. (laughs) It's all my fault. (laughs) What an excellent moment for character growth. (laughs) Oh, man, fuck. A lot of shit happened tonight. (laughs) Hopefully I remember all the fucking things that have happened. Am I still outside with with William? Is that, that where I, is that where I left off? No, I think you got you guys uh, ended up inside on the dance floor. Right. We're, I think you were trying to grind against some girls, but William wanted none of that. Oh my god! Yes. I'm doing the high school dance thing because none of the rest of you apparently have been to a high school dance. Not your kind. No, I just wasn't popular, or and people didn't like me, and I I'm also really uncomfortable in social situations. I liked you. Perhaps literally dancing with his girlfriend. And Tate's on the rooftop with his magical mentor in a demon summoning circle. Fighting <laughs> off a bird. Yeah. Have fun with your high school dance, Seth. I fucking will, because I'm a high schooler, not a superhero. Was Scott the most human all along? Question mark, question mark. That's the book. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Yep, I, I know, appreciate Seth, your acknowledgement. I I see you. I see right through you. Sometimes. Oh, Senpai noticed you. Nice. This is big. <laughs> see right through him? Is he a ghost? 
Is Seth equal ghost? <laughs> He's an actual snake ghost. <laughs> Please. Ooh. It's canon now. <laughs> so it's going to happen to Python when he dies. He's going to come back as the ghost I of Python. I fucking hope Python dies and haunts Seth for the rest of the game, but with a weird <laughs> accent. Just the whole time, just, hey, kids, what you up to? You want to go peek in the girls' locker room? Oh, wait. You're not a snake ghost. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> snake ghost. The response is, finish up what you're doing. There's a lot going on, probably more than you know. We need a hero, maybe more than one. I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero. End of the night. Hello, entire internet. This is Chris, otherwise known as Mr. Critically Accursed, and I'm popping in at the end to say thank you for listening to Horizon. Volume 2, issue number 13. What sort of hero are you? If you've enjoyed this, we have plenty more content on our various podcasting services that we upload to. So you can go back, listen to old issues of Horizon, listen to some side issues that we released that has some of my commentary on it. But... Hey, did you know that we also do like the social media thing over on Twitter? We have a very shitty Facebook page. You have a YouTube channel you can check out that has more than our podcast on it. So uh, you might want to take a quick look over there for some weird content. But most importantly, hey, we also have a cool Discord called We Roll Dice. Yeah, you like tabletop games? You like rolling dice? You like hanging out with people that play tabletop games? Well, boy, do I have the Discord for you. Scroll down, check out the episode description, and click the invite link to our Discord to come hang out. You can talk to the Critically Accursed crew. You can talk to us about the show, about what we like about tabletop games. You can get to know us as people. And also, we're hanging out with some other cool podcasters on that server. So, honestly, you have nothing to lose. Just do it. (laughs) I will see you guys in the next issue of Horizon coming at you in like a week or so you know let's let's play it cool yeah all right but hope you guys had a good time and we'll uh catch you in the next one you're a superhero